Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's 2 o'clock on a Wednesday. Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. One more hour to go. And I am here to remind you about the WFNZ draft party tomorrow. It's back. And this time it's in the home of Panther great Thomas Davis. Join the entire WFNZ crew tomorrow night at 1058 Sports Bar and Lounge from 5 to 9 p.m. You can watch as the Panthers select the new face of their franchise. Hear the guys react to everything on draft night and check the great prizes, food and drink specials. Watch the entire draft as well on multiple big screen TVs. It's the 2023 WFNZ Draft Party from 1058 Sports Bar and Lounge. And if you don't know where it is, it's at 430 West 4th Street, just across from Truist Field. The Panthers are on the clock. We have you covered on the official home of the Charlotte Sports Fan Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Don't exactly know the entire schedule of what's going to be going on, but we will be out there from 5 to 9. We know that. I know we're going to be on from 6 to 7, and it does seem like my dynamic producer, Fitty, knows the schedule for tomorrow. Yeah, no, it's going to be uh, from 5 to 6. It's going to be KB with Mac and Bone. From 6 to 7, y'all will be on set with uh, Kyle Bailey. And then from 7 to 9. Oh, show mashup. Yeah, then from 7 to 9, it's going to be KB, the boss man. Um, Wiki! And I know Bill Polian is going to join via via telephone. So we're going to have some some big guys out there covering what we hope will be Bryce Young when he gets drafted number one, about 8-10-ish Eastern time. I wonder if there's anybody that's going to challenge Bill Polian at all. Because Bill Polian is not one to be messed with. Anytime that they would do the NFL Nation Rider mock drafts on mm-hmm. ESPN, when they would show some of that stuff, Bill Polian, if he hated the pick, they would gong you, right? They would hit mm. the gong. And also, some of the national reporters would get spicy back with Bill Polian. I forget who it was, but somebody came back at him when they dis- when Bill Polian disagreed with the pick. Somebody came back at him was like, well, yeah, you also drafted Donald Brown for the Colts, too. I was like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> okay. And he's like, well, Donald Brown was a good player. So, yeah, Bill Polian, man, I, I want somebody to challenge him. I just want to see just how agreeable everybody is going to be when he's on the air. It'll be interesting. That's one of the guys that you got to make sure that you know your stuff when you're talking to him about the NFL draft. All right, it's time. How many more of these prospect duels are we going to do? So we have to we have today Up until tomorrow, I guess. Well, we have tomorrow. We can still do thirty nine ninety three, right? When the first round is over with. Okay. So you know, I guess up until this week. So Thursday and Friday, we'll only have a couple more, and then we'll be done. So that leaves us three. That means one of us, if it's tied, one of us is going to win by at least one. There will be a winner. We will not have any tie, and it starts here. The last three in the series of the prospect duels. Let's go ahead right now. Let's start it. I challenge you to a duel. This is barely big enough for two of us. Choose your fighter. Do I go first? Yeah, you won yesterday, so you get to go first. Okay. I'm going to go first. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm about to start this thing off hot. 
Move over, Mike Gusecki. Nah, nah, nah. Better yet. Move over, Kyle Pitts. Yes, even you, all-time alien at the position, Vernon Davis. Move over. Yeah, I said it. You're niner, Wes. I had the best relative athletic score of all time. Of all time. Number one. And the test date back all the way to 1987. How's that for your sample size? I have great size at 6'7". 6'7". 245 pounds. I ran a 4.55 40-yard dash, and I sport a 40-inch vertical. Elite speed, elite agility, and elite explosion. Commanded a top three target share in this tight end class with a 26.6% target share in 2021, and I am the single freakish athlete in NFL Combine history. I dominated in 2021. I had a season-ending injury this past season, but again, don't worry, because all of the athletic tests that I literally just scored the highest ever, all of these were taken after the injury. I ranked third in yards per route run in 2021, so you know not only am I somebody that can take care of you closer to the line of scrimmage, I can also be a deep threat if you want to stretch the field. 45% of my snaps were from the slot in 2021. 17% of my snaps were out wide. You can put me anywhere. I've got good blocking technique. I was close to a 70 according to PFF with my blocking grade. So I am versatile. I am athletic. I am productive when I'm healthy and I am all the way recovered from my injury. I am ready to go. That's why you should select me in the third round, trade up, trade back, wherever I'm available and you feel like you can get me, just make sure you get me. There's your blind resume. Oh man, I feel good about this one. Well, <laughs> for one, you don't have to worry about me recovering from injuries me because either. I injure other people <laughs> on the offensive line with my size. How does six foot six, three hundred and ten pounds do for you on that defensive line? That new three four you got installed. There's nothing more I like than taking up blockers, helping my linebackers make plays, and making this defense one of the best in the league. I ran the forty though. Even though I've got the size, you talk about athleticism, I have it in droves. 488 40-yard dash. When's the last time you've seen a man that big moving like that? And, oh, yeah, I can get I up to 31-inch vertical. Now, I got docked yesterday for talking over and stuff, so remember that, Fitty. That was at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I also, I can win one-on-one matchup shit. Offensive linemen at the line of scrimmage, they look like rag dolls when I get done with them. It looks like a cartoon movie when I'm shedding guys off of there to go tackle that ball carrier. Then I can also win on the pass rush. Speed, athleticism, I already told you about that. I use my speed to attack the edges of the linemen. I'm a technician. Quick hand maneuvers. I got all of that. I'm studying the greats because I want to be one of the best to ever do this thing. I'm a prospect that has the physical tools that will instantly give me an opportunity to be a starter in the NFL. I want to be great. I've got the size. I've got the athleticism. And, oh, yeah, I played in the SEC, too, against some of the best offensive linemen in the country. I want to come and play on your defensive line. And, Fiddy, I know you love wings. You got the ultimate wingman with you to go take down about 40 or 50 of those boys. And I'll pay for yours when we go out. Oh, wow. Look at you. You're going to pay for wings now? That's the worst thing dropped this entire prospect duel. That is the shadiest? Oh, that is some dirty play. Go ahead, Fiddy. Do you want somebody that has to buy your love? Or do you just want the raw athleticism I bring to the table? The choice you know, is yours. The, the thing about, about this one 
is y'all both learned from past mistakes. Y'all both made excellent pitches. But if you're going to buy my chicken wings... Don't, don't you do it. Don't you fall for it. Don't you fall for, <laughs> for bribery. Is bribery really going to get the victory? Yes. I can be bought. Or a weasel. Let's go, baby. Three out of four. And now he's up four, three. And look, if y'all are going to Friday, yeah, that means it's a best on. This is old school World Series type of thing. And guess what? Yeah. Back in 1919, it was rigged. Maybe I've already got this thing rigged at who's going to win. Uh, you probably do. <laughs> if you're going to take hypothetical, you love chicken wings so much, you're taking hypothetical, <laughs> hypothetical chicken wings chicken for the victory. I mean, yeah. dude, this guy could buy me checks wings for life. What's your favorite flavor? Mm, I think fake. That's what my favorite flavor is. <laughs> I think imaginary. Oh, have you had the imaginary sauce at checks? It's fantastic. That's what you just bought. Just to reveal the blind resumes, we'll let the winner go first. Who was your player, Wes? I am Javon Dexter, senior defensive tackle out of the University of Florida. Defensive tackle is a position we haven't really talked about yeah, for the Carolina Panthers. Yep. Do you want some depth there? Would you be well, mad? I know you wouldn't be mad at this specific pick. Just how high do you think they should consider defensive I mean, tackle? this is the guy with the athleticism. To me, he fits as a optimum 3-4 defensive end. He's got the size to take on blockers and eat up uh, that space, but he's also got the athleticism to get off of guys, make plays in the run game, and get after the quarterback. So this will be a great fit for the Panthers and at that 3-4 defensive line. Um, yeah, I would honestly, I'd be cool with the pick too, especially when you're talking about third 93. I like the athleticism. I care about that kind of stuff. If I did it, I wouldn't have chosen my guy. Okay. Zach Koontz from Old Dominion. Literally the best okay. combine we've seen at the position. So hmm. it's, it's total freaky. Like you, you will not find And Kyle Pitts when he was measured and he had all the production at Florida and he did all the athletic testing, everything was 99 percentile. It was crazy. And I still think he's going to be awesome. He just needs to be used correctly. Even if I like Arthur Smith, that's a side thing. But with Zach Koontz, this guy, six, seven listed at six, yeah, eight on crazy. sports reference. And then running a four, five, five being two fifty. The, the thing that helps me out here is you would be lower on him if he didn't already have at least one good season. He was all-conference. Granted, all-conference USA. So the competition wasn't great. That's something that doesn't allow him to be towards the top of this draft. I think that's certainly a ding on him. But when you talk about the production in 2021, it was there. Five touchdowns, 690 yards. He had 73 receptions. That's a lot for a tight end in any season. I don't care what level of competition you're talking Talking about so this is someone that also yeah, was a three bench reps too yeah no he's strong that's the thing it's crazy no matter what you're talking about everything was either elite or great and most of it was elite with this guy it's actually crazy so if you want your tight end but you also want to make sure that you select number one overall your qb 39 you get a wide receiver edge rusher and then at 93 you wait we also know that there's the potential of trading either back from 39 or maybe even up from 93. But if you actually multiply some of your picks with a trade back from 39, Wes, yeah, yeah, man, I I'm with it, especially with just getting the crazy athletic tight end or, in your case, even the very athletic uh, defensive tackle. So we chose some athletes in this one, and Wes won. And so I'm going to have to win tomorrow. It's a must win. 
for medium. I got to think of what else I can buy fit. <laughs> yeah, no, you Imaginary. Can't, can, it, can it get any better than imaginary chicken wings? Yeah. Uh, the thing is, there are some stuff, I'm sure. You might have to say it off the air, but I imagine there will right, be some stuff right, right, right. that would actually work for you. <laughs> That'll do it for the Prospect Tools. Coming up next, we're going to be speaking with Jalen Chatfield, Carolina Hurricanes defenseman on the Hurricanes Islander series. A little hockey talk before we end it today. Wesson Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back. This is the Wesson Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7. WFNZ, Charlotte FC, Major League Soccer is now in season, and the WFNZ Jack Daniels Doghouse is open for business. The Doghouse doors will open up three hours before every home match, so stop by and get ready for kickoff with some of your favorite friends. Join us for the pregame and postgame parties at the Jack Daniels Doghouse. Coming to you live from the Audi Charlotte studio and brought to you by Jack Daniels, Pepsi, and powered by the Garage Door Guru text line. Only from Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, the exclusive home of the Charlotte sports fans. And yes, the Carolina Hurricanes took a tough loss last night. But on the line now on the Body Works Plus guest hotline from the Carolina Hurricanes, the defenseman that you know and love, Jalen Chatfield, joins us. How you doing today, Jalen? I'm doing good. How you doing? We're doing great, man. So listen, let's get into the nitty-gritty. Your dad played basketball. So how did you discover your love of hockey and decide to give it a try? Um, Yeah, weird story. My dad, nobody in my family played hockey. So it was just uh, one day me and my older brother were watching this uh, movie called The Mighty Ducks. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we watched that. And ever since then, I know we wanted to play. And then, you know, my parents didn't really want to put us in. So we started off uh, doing a little bit of rollerblading. But, you know, by five years old, uh, I eventually got on the ice and started playing. So Jalen Chatfield, you can follow him on Instagram, Jalen Chatfield 51. And so defensemen are like linebackers on a football defense, and you guys are the enforcers. You guys are sent to kill penalties. What is it that you enjoy most about being a defenseman? Uh, I've been playing it my whole life, so I think just uh, being the guys you can rely on to help, you know, on the defensive side, uh, like you said, you know, being on the penalty kill, blocking shots, stuff like that, helping the team win in a more defensive way, and that's kind of how I've played usually my whole career. So, you know, any D could tell you that. You know, we take pride in playing defense first. Canes defenseman Jalen Chatfield joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Jalen, what's allowed you to blossom here in the last year with a change of scenery after coming over just last season? What's helped you coming over to Carolina, whether it be style, whether it be Rod Brendamore, just anything that you kind of look at and say, yeah, this is the reason why I have been playing so much better here in the last year and really become a part of this team on the ice? Um, honestly, I can't really pinpoint one thing. I think it's all of the above. You know, I came here in a good situation. Uh, like you said, great coaching staff, great team. You know, the scenery was awesome. And then also just putting in the work in the summer and, you know, really dedicating on, you know, getting better out on the ice and working on things that I had to work on. And, you know, honestly, just at the end of the day, the, the love for the game and I love playing it. So, you know, 
every day I'm trying to get better. So I think that's helped me a lot. Well, Jalen, I don't know if you are one of the athletes that types your name into the Twitter search bar every now and then, but I have done that for you and it is all positive. Everybody is so happy with the way that you've been performing. And also you got a lot of love for your playoff debut, three takeaways, a couple of blocks. I want to know how nervous were you in your first playoff game ever as a pro? Um, I mean, I'd say I was slightly nervous, mm-hmm. uh, but I, you know, the nerves turned to excitement real quick. And, uh, you know, I was, it was a dream, you know, uh, you know, step on the ice for a Stanley cup playoff, uh, you know, watching it growing up and everything. I was ready. I was excited. So, you know, I was a little nervous going into it, but you know, as soon as I got to the rink, I was ready to go. And, uh, you know, I was getting my routine going and, uh, like I said, just excited. Well, is that something you feed off, Jalen, all the positive feedback? Because you are one of the more talked about guys. With it being a playoff debut, with this being the first year that you've played, you know, more than just the 16 games that you played in 2021 and 2022, how much do you feed off of all of that positive feedback? Uh, I mean, you know, it's obviously good. But at the end of the day, I take one day at a time. Uh, I, I try to stay in the present moment. So, you know, I've also had bad feedback before in my career. So I know how how it goes it's up and down you know you want to stay leveled so you know I like to maintain where I'm at you know not get too high not get too low and I think that's helped me a lot I think just taking each day as a new day and you know giving it my all. Jalen you guys played a good game last night but came up a bit short were you guys disappointed now that you have to go back on the road to close out this series? Uh, you know, obviously you don't want to lose. So, you know, initially, yeah, but you know, we got a job to do. We got to go there now and, uh, nothing we can do that happened in the past. We can't, we can't change what happened. Uh, you know, we're going to take what we did and, you know, maybe learn from a few things and, you know, just be ready to go because the next game is what matters. All right, Jalen. So this is what everybody wants to know. As I'm watching the game, I see hockey players with teeth missing, and you are one of those guys, the quintessential hockey player, especially with you being a defenseman makes you look all the more intimidating. Is that a badge of honor for you guys? Is that why most guys don't even bother to get them replaced? Do you guys look at it like, oh, man, I'm so glad I lost a couple of teeth. Now I've got that look going. Uh, you know, my girl probably wouldn't say that. But honestly, you know, my mom, <laughs> if you've seen my teeth, uh, you know, I've been hit quite a few times in the last few years, especially. So and I haven't, you know, I've got my dental work. And, you know, the biggest thing for me is I've been going to the dentist two months. And at this point, I'd rather just leave them out for right now. And, you know, when I get some time, uh, you know, just get them all fixed up. But at this rate, you know, you seem like you fit your teeth. And, you know, the way hockey is, you know, you can you can lose those teeth right again. So, you know, for me, I'm just going to wait a little bit and, you know, see how it goes from there. Carolina Hurricanes defenseman Jalen Chatfield joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Jalen, I want to go a little bit more into the loss last night. Why do you think you lost compared? What did you do differently last night that led to that loss compared to the other three wins that you've had in the series? Uh, I mean, I don't think it really did anything different. I mean, it's just the way hockey is. You know, you look at some of the goals, uh, you know, one went off uh, Ajo's face and went in, but, uh, Right. You know, at the end of the day, we we just got to lock it in and make sure, you know, they're giving it their all. You know, you can see they're playing hard. They're desperate. And, you know, we, we matched their energy. I thought we came out playing hard. Uh, you know, everybody on our team's giving it 110% out there. So, you know, the effort's there. I think at the end of the day, we just got to go in and, uh, you know, we got to worry about next game. You know, we got a job to do. And that's, what, that's what I'm looking forward to and everybody else. Well, is, was there any specific message that Coach Rod Brindamore had for you guys after the loss? Uh, no, I wouldn't say so. You know, I think just, uh, you know, sticking to the game plan that we have and, you know, just make sure we play a full 60 and, you know, get back to what we got to do if we ever strive away. And we know it's going to be a push-shove type of series. You know, they play tight. So at the end of the day, we know how we beat them. So 
we know how to get the job done. That was Jalen Chatfield, defenseman from the Carolina Hurricanes. You can follow him on Twitter, Jalen Chatfield 51. Listen, Jalen, I did sound the siren for you guys this year, and you guys did win. So if it should come down to a game seven or any other big playoff games that you guys have, you can call on me, man. I'm ready to go. Me and Bryce, my son, we are ready to go. All right, yes. Sounds good. Which game did you all do it at? We did the game when you guys played the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, a few right. weeks back. Yeah, man, we, we, yeah. we got it lit in there, me and my 11-year-old son. Did you have a good all game right, that yeah. game, Jalen? Like, is that one where even if you got the win, did, did you play particularly well, and would you give credit to Wes for doing that? I'll give credit to him. I mean, I, I don't remember, though, honestly. <laughs> I thought he was hitting a little bit harder that game. Okay. I think I got him right. a little I, I bit I more. I had so. some initial, you know, some extra jump. Right That's there. what I'm saying. I just started <laughs> yeah. following you on Twitter, so look for me, West Guy Rain 704, all right? <laughs> all right, man, Christ. we appreciate that, Jalen, and uh, we'll see you down the road. Best of luck to you. All right, thanks. Appreciate it, guys. All right, man. Wes, you are shameless. I want you to know that. Listen, Sebastian Ajo comes on the show. Closed mouths don't get fed. <laughs> Isn't that how the saying goes? Sebastian Ajo comes on the show. You got to let him know that you sounded the siren in that game. Got to. Jalen Chatfield comes on the show. You got to end it. Hey, gotta. just so you know, I sounded the siren. Got to let him know. That is shameless, Wes Because Bryant. then they will go and say, listen, that guy on the radio, man, I like the interview we had with him. Why don't you bring him back? Even Walt Ruff. You even told That's right. You're you got to spread the word. To you. So then when you see me up there for game seven against mm-hmm. the Bruins with a Stanley Cup trip on the line, or game six, I guess, because mm-hmm. the Canes would be at home for that, not uh, in Boston. Would you go to New York if they needed you? Game uh, seven. I'd do anything they need me oh, to do. Okay. Okay. Listen. Would you pay for your own plane ticket to do it, though? Yes. Oh, look at that is. Okay. Like, that's dedication. Yeah, but they need me, man. Like I said, I'm there. Straight that's why I'm, I'm spreading the word. I was just wanting him fitty. I, I, he should have got in a little bit of uh, smoke with him for the uh, Islanders. Did you want to talk any kind of trash to Jalen Chatfield on that phone line? Um, No, because I'm professional. And two, <laughs> um, and I'll talk about this in my fitty flash in about six or seven minutes. Okay. My life is in danger. Yeah. And so right now, I'm wanting to think all positive and be a good person before my life might come to an end. All right, because I I won't I won't reveal the fitty flash, but did this have anything to do with you laughing pretty hard during the interview? Because I I was yes. hoping it wasn't anything that we said. Okay, I'm interested. That's a tease. To stay tuned seven minutes from now when we go with the Fitty Flash. All right, Wes, take us away. All right, well, I got something that will probably make Fitty angry as we turn the page. Like I said, that was a great interview with Jalen Chatfield, man. We appreciate the love from the Canes and them bringing on some of those stars that come and chat with us. But turning the page to basketball, we got to hit a little bit of NBA because the playoffs are popping. But yesterday, one of Fitty's favorite ACC legends, Paolo Bancaro, <laughs> won the Rookie of the Year in runaway fashion. And with Duke's recent success with current NBA players, you talk about Zion, even though you know he doesn't play as much as we'd like. Brandon Ingram, he's another one. Uh, but with our own Mark Williams here, Wendell Carter, R.J. Barrett, is Duke the best basketball program in the state as far as just developing talent? Do we see why they're getting five-star after five-star? Well, I I think it all started with the change in recruiting style for Coach K, where you're going after the guys that are the highest-rated recruits anyway, and then they're getting drafted as highly as you would originally think because you can go back to when it really started. I guess 2015 was the first successful year they had with that kind of style, right? Or at least successful as in you win the championship, you hit the ground running, Jaleel Okafor, 
top prospect. Tyus Jones also very widely celebrated coming out of Minnesota. So once you had that, yeah, that laid the foundation. Plus, who's going to say no to Coach K? If he made the decision that he wants to go after five-star recruits, okay, five stars are going to say, hmm, do I go to the program with the best coach in the sport possibly and uh, possibly – And they come in and know, have so much success. Right. So, so they do. I think right now if you're talking about North Carolina, any basketball program developing talent to go to the league, you could argue how much it's developed there whether they're just already talented enough to be drafted into the NBA. But yeah, they're getting those guys. So Brandon Ingram, number two overall pick, was very widely celebrated even coming out of high school. Same thing with Zion. We knew about him, what, freshman year of high school because he was 260 then dunking on people. So yeah, if you want to argue about Duke being the best NBA producer right now, that is hard to argue considering North Carolina just hadn't had those types of prospects coming out of college. Because when I listened to Paolo Bancaro on a Knuckleheads podcast and he talked about it, he did have Carolina on his mind. Like he did think that there was a great chance that he would go there. But he said when he talked to Coach K, Coach K told him, listen, you need to come to Duke and I will help you become the number one pick uh, of the NBA draft. Well, and Fiddy, maybe we can get you involved here. I know yeah, you're doing other things, involved. but North Carolina basketball I did want to discuss with you. That was one That was one of the knocks on Roy Williams, was the whole recruiting the way he did, and you would come in and you would develop after two years, but you might not be developed to the point where you're going to be drafted very high in the selection process. He fought against that once you had Kobe White selected so high. Unexpectedly, he was not a top 10 pick going into North Carolina, and then he became, after the freshman year, that he had that top 10 pick. Cam Johnson, surprised then. Kobe White was surprised, had one of the better sound bites. So that was the only real year, though, that I can remember. You have your Nas Littles here and there, but his draft stock was actually probably hurt, right, with the freshman year that he had at North Carolina. Was it fair, and did that hurt recruits with the whole Roy Williams doesn't get you ready for the NBA mantra that was surrounding them? What is a college basketball's head coach first responsibility? <laughs> to win basketball to games. To win basketball games at the college level. Mm-hmm. It's not to get guys to the NBA. It's, it's Some of them would, but, but okay, but you might miss out if that's yeah, the first thing. Yeah, you, you might miss out. So, like, in terms of developing talent, for the NBA level, is Duke the best in the in the state? Yeah. What is it translated to? They haven't gone to the Final Four since 2015, let alone win a national championship. Well, they got to the Final Four last year. Or no, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah 2022 they were there. I totally <laughs> forgot yeah, about Paolo, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah because, like the biggest you know, game in the rivalries That was history, the game yeah. where Bancaro couldn't guard Brady Manick, right? Oh, oh exactly. You know the game. There you go. Mark so, Williams not So it's been 2015 since they won a national championship. Right. Is it worked? Like so, like th- that's my thing. Like I love seeing our guys go to the league. Like that night where Kobe White, Cam Johnson, those guys got drafted. It was a fun night. That's not what I. I, I don't want my program to sell itself to. We're going to get kids to the league. I want my program to win games at the college level. And if they go on and have good, pro, uh, good, good pro careers, that's just an added bonus. So you don't think Dean Smith of Roy Williams and them told kids that though, like the Jordans and the James Worthies and the Vince Carter's, like, hey, we're gonna do our best to help get you ready for the next level? Because I'd say, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was a part of it once they got on campus when they got when the, when they were initially recruiting them. 
Um, no, Michael Jordan was cut from his varsity team. So, like, I don't think they were having Early NBA on, conversation. You know, the story. Really? you know, there was like sophomore year, and yeah. then he was awesome. Okay, but then I he was don't. Great. I, I, I mean, like, he was a great. But prospect. that is part of a coach's responsibility no, to get his guys ready for the next level. No, it's yes, not. it is because no. your your thing is to what, either bring what? kids. In, hold on, your job is to either bring kids in to get them a degree so that they can have a good life or to get them to the next level. That is part of your responsibility as a coach. What coach with no national championships is going to stay employed because they're putting guys in the NBA? Calipari. He's got a championship. But, right, but, that, but, but, but you know, that's, that's what he deems the, the number one part of his job is to make his players' futures better as men. And but if he, he, but that coach that you just brought up, though, like who who is that coach that exists? Right? Part of this is... You go. You you don't say no to the talented players. No, you don't. If if Paolo wanted to go to North Carolina, you would move hell and high water to make sure that he would come to North yeah. Carolina. And so that coach that you just pointed to, getting guys to the NBA at a very consistent level without winning, also doesn't exist, right? North Carolina was able to do it in a different way, but even then, we talk about Kobe White, we talk about Cam Johnson actually getting to the league, Nas Little on that team the following year. Or, no, excuse me, that year. I'm sorry. Nas Little on that team, very highly coveted, but the draft stock actually was hurt during that one season. So, yeah, Calipari is the guy you immediately think of. Has been to three championship games, got one, um, actually won in 2012. So, you're also talking about Roy Williams, who started to get guys that were okay in the first couple of seasons, but really developed the last two, mm-hmm. and then eventually some of them would go to the NBA. You know, Duke... You still are having success there. The, the coach, I yeah, guess yeah, you're bringing yeah, up, Duke, doesn't really exist. Yeah, Duke's mantra, it feels like it shifted towards they cared more about getting guys to the NBA <laughs> as opposed to going to the Final Fours and winning national championships. But yeah, I don't think in any sport in college, especially when you're talking football and basketball, you're not walking into any recruit's house worth their salt and not talking about the next level with them. You might as well just get your stuff and walk on out. Yeah, well, I, and maybe maybe I'm still naive to this. I, I still believe that if you play a Carolina, Kansas, Duke, Kentucky, Indiana – if you're a really, really good player at that type of school, that type of school's reputation is going to get you to the next level regardless. Maybe that, maybe that's changed. Maybe that no longer exists. High-level players at Carolina and Duke are going to get drafted. Yeah, but the recruits and the parents are going to ask you about that, though, especially if they have a kid that's a four- or five-star player, even a three-star. They're going to be like, hey, what can you guys do to get my son or daughter to the next level. Like, that's part of the conversation. You can't recruit without that piece. So are you comfortable with your program becoming more NBA-focused, getting guys to the NBA as opposed to winning? No, but I'm saying winning winning is important. But also your main job as a coach is to prepare your players for life, whether that's getting them a degree or getting them prepared for the next level, the NBA or NFL. That's part of your job. Um, AJ wrote in about Kobe White being a top PG in his class. All that's true. He was a five-star. He was amazing, all-time leading scorer. He was not supposed to be a top six pick. Like, that changed as the right. season went on. Yeah, just wanted to make that clear with people writing. Because yeah. that's true. Kobe White was widely celebrated, but he was not some NBA hot prospect until he did what he did. Because yeah, you go year. to college as a student to get a job, to prepare yourself for life. So as a I coach, think it's you a big, have to... Yeah, it's a big part of the responsibility. Yeah. Yes, you can. Yes, the ultimate goal to win championships, to to win as much as you can. It's just that those things go hand in hand now, right? Like getting guys ready for the NBA, the hot prospects that are projected lottery guys, even going into college basketball. You're going to have some that go to Oklahoma State like Kate Cunningham. Yeah. You're going to have some that go to LSU, Washington, like Ben Simmons and Markel Fultz. But 
they're not consistently providing some of those prospects that are getting drafted year over year. You're not going to win the championship every single season. So you still aren't going to say no to that type of talent. It goes hand in hand. I do think it is a big responsibility, even if the number one goal is to try to win games as much as possible. No doubt. All right, Fiddy. Well, let's hit the last flash of the day. All right. So I told you guys about 10 minutes ago, I thought my life was in danger. I'll provide the context. Uh-oh. You know, yesterday I was talking about there is this uh, this chance that I dropped my Cowboy fandom to become a Jet fan. The Jets have officially introduced Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. The best part about working in radio is building the relationships along the way. My former host sent me a text at 218, and it promptly states, I swear to bleeping God. If you become a Jets fan, I'm driving down to Charlotte and ending your life with my own hands. How scared are you with that? Like, does that actually legitimately scare you to the point where you're just going to go ahead and stay a Cowboys fan? It's, 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 I mean, it's, it's done a number. Why does he not want you to change so badly to the point where he's going to kill you? Do you understand? Is, is it just because you're bandwagoning and now going to be, it is weird. Like we yeah. talked about this yesterday, <laughs> but I mean, like. I never thought my life would be in danger of becoming a Jet fan. Okay. From someone else, like from my own misery, I could see myself just jumping off the top of the house one day after watching loss after loss. But a Cleveland Browns fan threatening a Jet fan. Hey, at least the Jets have a Super Bowl. Speaking of jumping off the house and Carolina basketball, merging those two together, didn't Tyler Hansborough jump off of a house? Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. That's what it reminded me of immediately. All right, but when we come back, we're going to close this thing down on this day in history. What's on tap? This is Wesson Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Wrapping up on Wesson Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. This was one of those organized chaos types of shows. And I'll tell you, they're my favorite. The first segment we had, all sorts of stuff going on. We were transitioning from boss man Jeff Rickard saying that he would take Will Levis number one overall instead of Bryce Young. And he dropped that take the day before the draft. We transitioned into that. We talked about the Panthers hype video. Then we talked about the Canes video, not Hurricanes, but Canes fast food franchise with C.J. Stroud, B. John Robinson, and Bryce Young. Then we got to coleslaw and foods that we might think are Southern, but might also be national. Mm -hmm. And then we started talking about what we're excited about for the draft. That was all in 13 minutes. It was crazy. We were out of the gate. We came in hot, but I like the show. It was a good one, and we appreciate it. Not only you for listening, but Jalen Chatfield for joining us just a little while ago. That interview along with John Ledyard, NFL Draft Analyst, his interview, both of those will be on WFNZ.com. You can check them out a little bit later. And those the are podcast. Be on the Wes and Walker uh, tab on the website. That's right. And the podcast putting together best of scenes. You can take them uh, and listen to them a little bit later on if you want to. All right. What happened on this day in sports hitter, uh, history, fitting? All right, I got two good ones for you guys today, but one, not so good. But on this day <laughs> in 1912, 
The first home run was hit at Fenway Park. Hugh Bradley of the Boston Red Sox did that. And then on this day in 2012, the Charlotte Bobcats, now the Charlotte Hornets, finished with the worst winning percentage in NBA history. Oh, it happened officially today. After oh, a 104-84 loss to the Knicks, it was the Bobcats' 23rd consecutive loss, leaving them with a win percentage of .106. Of course, they were 7-59 overall in the lockout-shortened season. The previous record was set 39 years ago when the 72-73 76ers went 9-73 with a .110 winning percentage in a full 82-game regular season. Yeah, it, it's peak pain. It is absolute peak pain as a Charlotte sports fan. Uh, it, it's the worst winning percentage of all time in sports history, right? And to have that certainly a part of the NBA history. I guess Detroit had a zero winning percentage when they went undefeated, so that might win. But in the NBA's history, to only have seven wins, even in a shortened season, Season, that one's pretty tough. My question is, can you guys name members of that basketball team? Can you guys actually go back and guess some of the players that were on this roster? I have the roster pulled up. Feel free to text. You guys can get credit for this as well. On the Bobcast roster. On that 2011-2012 roster that went 7-59. and Brevin Knight. Brevin Knight was not on that roster. Ooh. Earlier. Earlier was Brevin Knight's day. Pre Mecca. This led to Mecca, right? No, no. no Mecca was way before. Mecca. This was 2012. So this 20, Mecca Okafor won in 04 and then was drafted. He was the first draft pick for the Bobcats ever. What do you got, Fiddy? You got any guesses? DJ Augustine. DJ Augustine, your boy. Yep. He Gerald was, Wallace. He was the fourth leading scorer. Gerald Wallace was already gone. They had they had already pulled off that trade. So Ryan Gerald, Anderson. Uh, you said who? Ryan Anderson. Wasn't, wasn't he on the... No. Nope, not Ryan Anderson. He was not mm. on this roster. Um, Kimba was on. Yes. Kimba, yeah, Kimba was... Bismack. Joel Prisbilla. Bismack was on. Joel Prisbilla. No, that was earlier <laughs> as well. Um, yes, DJ Augustine. Oh, uh, Adam Morrison is a guest here. Adam Morrison was not on this list at the time of them losing so much the way they did. Uh, Gerald, so I'll just read it to you. Gerald Henderson led the team in scoring with 15 points mm. per game. Corey Maggette was second. Kemba, DJ, our Lord, Byron Mullins, number five. Then you have Reggie Williams, Derek Brown, Boris Dial, DJ White. We'll finish up with Tyrus Thomas before we get to Bismack oh, Biombo. Oh. Also, Matt, uh, Matt Carroll was also on the team, who is now broadcasting with the Hornets as well. So, anyways, that was the roster. Tyrus case... Thomas on the worst lottery picks of all time. It was bad. And then we gave him the contract, and then Paul Silas gave him the business in the locker room and said, look, you cannot come at me the way that you just did, and shoved him against the locker. As so, he should. Yeah, Paul Silas. He should have shoved them for being a lottery picking the first place. <laughs> R.I.P. Paul <laughs> Silas, one of the goats when it comes to all back alley teams. And don't like, take no ish. Team, do not mess with me. That's right. Um, you had another question you wanted to pose to us. Yeah, no, with this being the anniversary of the first home run hit in Fenway Park, if you could pick any Major League Baseball stadium to hit a home run in, mm. current or past, which one would it be? You know, Polo Grounds comes up immediately, right? You know, so Polo Grounds would be one. Wrigley Field. Ebbets Field. Yeah. What about the old Yankee Stadium or even, I mean, even new Yankee Stadium would be kind of cool. Yeah. I think Polo Grounds is the one that comes up to me. Maybe Comiskey Park, if I'm a White Sox fan back in the day, that's one that I would choose as well. I'll tell you one of my favorite stadiums. I forget the name of it. I don't know some of the names that have changed. When I played 
um, Major League when I played uh, uh, the show on on PlayStation. The Angels outfield, not Angels in the outfield, not the right. movie, but the Angels outfield <laughs> with the waterfall. I loved playing that video game. I loved playing in that video game field, so that was always awesome. I'd like to hit a home run there. Anything come to you? Oh, uh, McCovey Cove. McCovey Cove, that would be really cool. I changed my answer. Would like to hit a home run in McCovey Cove. The old Mariner Stadium, the King Dome, where Griffey used to like those things okay, up. Okay, there you go. That'd be cool. What about you, Biddy? I think, I think mine's probably Wrigley. Not Shea. I mean, Shea Stadium. Yeah, I, I, I know what Shea is. The, <laughs> the, the team that your yeah. favorite team played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, just yeah. No. I, <laughs> there, there's just I I love Wrigley Field. Like it's going to be in the daytime more likely than not. People are still going to be drinking beer and stuff like that. I I, I think Wrigley. It, it's either Wrigley or Fenway. I've been to Wrigley Field a few times. It's funny because it's always the stadium that the players don't like. When you have some of these player polls, they don't love the, I think, the locker room, apparently. Like, it's older. And so oh, it's yeah. not the greatest stadium in the world for some of the players that don't like it. But the history, for sure, that would be enough. For me, yeah, I think for me, I, I've changed my mind. I would love to hit a home run in McCovey Co- Cove out in San Francisco. That would be really cool. Problem is, I'm a righty. So probably not going to be able to do it unless I go oppo. Mm, oppo taco. And I do not not have that kind of power people writing in astrodome fulton county stadium that would be a good one those are some of the uh, mentions here on the garage door guru text line that'll do it for wesson walker we'll be back with you tomorrow on draft day from 12 to 3 then we'll be hanging out just like everybody a part of wfnz tomorrow at 10 58 the draft party it's gonna be finally here can't wait to talk about it keep Keep it right here as well on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Kyle Bailey Show up next alongside Smoke Ludwig. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.